You are listening to the Life of Luke podcast, hosted by the one and only Luke Schooley. We hope you gain value and take away something from each episode. Use these words as tools to help guide your path in life. And always remember, party on dudes. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Life of Luke podcast. Uh, Today we actually have our first guest on the podcast. His name is Justin Kuhn. He is the founder of Entry Shield School Safety. They install a uh, security system around schools around the United States. He's an entrepreneur and he's actually from the small town where I grew up. Hicksville, Ohio. Uh, proud to be a Hicksvillian. I am very, very, very excited for this one. I've always looked up to this dude. Uh, he does a lot, a lot of cool stuff for uh, the town where I grew up, and uh, I've always looked up to him. Uh, from one entrepreneur to another, it's exciting to uh, talk to someone who's uh, a little, a little further. I, that's a, that's an understatement. A lot further down down the line than I am. Uh, he has a lot of things that I want to do in the future, and I just want to talk to him. He's a really cool dude. He uh, actually went to high school with my my father, Jerome, and uh, it's just really, really cool to be able to uh, talk to people that are a lot more experienced than you, that have been through all of the trials and tribulations, and uh, now do it and now do it full time and have continued down the path. So uh, I'm just I'm just really excited to uh, get into this one, kick it off right with a with a really cool guest. So so at this portion of the interview, I call him. Uh, he's actually at McDonald's getting food and getting lunch and stuff. So I end up calling him back, but I accidentally re- I forgot to record. Okay. Don't don't judge me. I forgot to record like the first minute of the interview, but uh, I'll explain it here. He talks about himself uh, growing up in Hicksville and why he's doing Entry Shield, and he's doing it because he wants to give back to schools and he wants to give back to communities that are needing school security. So that's that's where the interview picks up. Uh, I apologize. I'm sorry. Is not intended. I, I forgot. Uh, rookie mistake. So I'll learn next time. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. It's sad that our society has come to what it is. That the kids today, instead of fist fighting back behind the Porta Johns, are shooting each other up and they're ruining their lives. And that our society obviously has some problems. And uh, we were talking, we had a company uh, called Spider Scraper back mm-hmm. in 2008. And I sold the company, and was um, it was a life-changing event, basically. Yeah. So I sold the company, and so after Parkland shooting, my wife and I said, man, we ought to try to do something. We were blessed. Uh, God blessed us financially, and I feel that it's not our money. Uh, it's God's money, and we're supposed to manage it and try to do good things with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to hire a software company and try to build some software and an app and try to help school shooting. So... Long story short, I got with a company out of Italy, and uh, they built a very advanced metal detector. Mm-hmm. And I hired a software company, and we built an app to go along with it. 
and um, we started a company called Intershield, and it uh, goes at the front of schools and it screens. Uh, it's different than a metal detector. So the problem with metal detectors are they pick up everything. They pick up wristwatches, cell phones, laptops, yep. and it's chaotic for the school system. Yeah. You know, it creates the airport. And schools don't have the time to create the airport and get a thousand plus kids in the door. Yeah. So this thing is very unique. It's looking for more objects and shapes and cylindrical items. And people walk through the door. It's normal every day. Mm-hmm. It won't alert on your laptop, your cell phone. But if you have a weapon on you, it uh, snaps a picture and it texts it to a mobile app. And inside the app, the superintendent, SRO principal, whoever the school gives authorization to, get that notification and they can handle the event from there. Yeah. That is, that yeah. is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Now, uh, it's just, it's just so cool hearing all this stuff and how you had a, uh, had a background in a small town and, uh, how you're giving back to it. And I love that so much and love what you do for Hicksville and, uh, going back to the roots, how did you kind of get started in, uh, giving back and kind of creating a future for yourself so I graduated high school from Hicksville my whole life. I graduated high school in 1997. And uh, true story, I was 73 out of 75 in my class. I beat two kids. Really? I, I probably wasn't a scholar student. <laughs> I like to have fun and uh, skip school. And I was uh, just a normal small town kid. And uh, I got out of high school and I went to uh, Ballcraft. Mm-hmm. Up in St. Joe, got a job, worked there nine years, eight months. And at Ballcraft New Corps, they give you two two weeks vacation. And it, um, they give you one on Fourth of July shutdown. They give you one on Christmas. Yep. And in the mix yep. of that, I, uh, I started flipping houses and I come up with an idea, a scraper blade to fit into a sawzall because I was, I was sick of scraping stuff by hand. Yeah. So I, I come up with that, and I, I hired an attorney. I filed for a patent and stuff on it. I started going around to trade shows and selling it. And uh, the life-changing event for me was at the National Hardware Show in 2008. So I was still working at the factory, and I went into my boss, and uh, the trade show was made for. Mm-hmm. I said, at Newcore, Ballcraft, on your 10th year, they give you your first week's vacation that you can take any time that you want. Your other ones, you got to work for July or Christmas. Yep. So I went to my plant manager and said, man, I got this idea and I would really like to, uh, I'd really like to go to the trade show. Is there any way I can get some days off? And he said, Justin, I, you need to make a decision. Do you want to work here and make a good living or do you want to throw it all away for some stupid idea? Wow. And I was about in <laughs> tears and I thought, man, I he just spent all my money. I spent like $10,000 on a trade show booth. Yeah. To go to it. I couldn't afford to not go. And yep. uh, we sit there and we talk back and forth a little bit. And I don't know what hit me, but I, I said, well, then I quit. I got up and I walked <laughs> out. And uh, I thought, holy cow, what the heck did I just do? And mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was on second trick that week. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now with my wife, Heather, I came home from work. And I, I dry heave the whole way out, out the car window thinking, wow. I just freaking quit my job. You know, yeah. I have no college education. I'm a high school guy. I'm making $30 an hour. Life's good on that measure. Yep. But I just quit the job. And I told my boss to basically screw off. Yeah. So uh, 
my wife said, God has a plan. So uh, we went to the National Hardware Show. And uh, at the end of the show, they come across the speaker and they say, I didn't even know I was in this running for it, but mm-hmm. they come across the speaker and they said, uh, the new product of the year award goes to JK products out of Hicksville, Ohio. Wow. Fire yeah. We're like, what? I mean, we didn't even know we're in this, this <laughs> thing. And a gentleman come around at the end of the show and uh, wrote his name down on a piece of paper and said, I'd like to buy your company. And I said, man, it's not for sale. You know, I've been here for four days talking. I'm eating Paul's cough drops because my throat's so sore from yeah. talking. And the last thing I want to do is talk to some guy I don't know at this trade show. <laughs> well, long story short, I Googled him after I got home, and he called me multiple times. I just kept putting him off, putting him off, putting him off. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, the owner of Greenies, the dog bones that look like toothbrushes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just sold his company that year, and uh, – he was buying up companies and I just have to be one of the companies that he bought. So that is awesome. if I never would have went to the trade show and I would have still stayed at the factory, I probably never would have sold my company. Yeah, that is great. Like one of the, that, that is a long story. No, that was good. It's <laughs> It needs to be here. It needs to be heard. And one uh, thing that I've, I've been pushing lately is uh, to come up with this thing, just hashtag invest in yourself. And uh, so that's right. just like one thing I want to push and hearing your story and knowing your background and, how you took a chance and you did it. And a lot of people today are just, they're scared. They're scared to do that and take that leap. A lot of people are scared to get out of their comfort zone. And uh, it's hard to achieve goals or hit success and and not leave your comfort zone. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yep, definitely. And that's the hardest thing. Most people talk themselves out of it before they do it. Last Mm -hmm. night, actually, down here in Austin, I went out to eat with some superintendents. And they were asking me about my story, and I told them their story. And actually, in their school district, they're trying to get away from pounding college in every kid's head. That's because good. Some, some kids aren't made for college. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, why do you think you did it? And I said, because I, I think I was too uneducated. <laughs> I didn't go to college. I didn't know the risk of failure. Yep. And I was just, I wasn't scared, and I was, I was not smart enough to know the consequences if I fail. So yep. uh, yeah, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yep. And that's the beautiful thing. And a lot of people, it, it's, it's hard being uh, pushed to just go out of school and go to college. And when you can literally learn everything online right now, it's like the YouTube Google university where you can search up anything and everything and learn it within the time you got. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Going back, there's a, my dad actually told me a story about you, and I, I think this is freaking awesome. Uh, I guess you guys were at a party or something, and he was saying something about he to you about something, and then you brought up, one day I'm going to have a lake house. I don't know why. I just think that's kick-ass because he said you ended up getting a lake house. And yeah. there's something about like that where like you, you focus for so long. You focus about a thing for so long, you get it. And I don't know, I just think that's a beautiful thing. So, like, what do you think, what are the steps that you take when you, like, envision something? Uh, I was last night also talking to the superintendent, and, and we brought it up. And on the way down here, I was actually listening to a podcast, and it said, you know, when things go, when things are going wrong, go back to the basics. And uh, I I don't agree with that, because when you just go to the basics, you just get basic things, and it's like, 
you have to do things that other people won't do. You gotta be if you wanna if you wanna reach success and, and hit a home run or go for things. You have to be able to go outside your comfort zone. You have to be able to do things that other people aren't willing to do. I mean, just Friday night I packed up and I drove from Hicksville, Ohio to uh, Cottsville, Missouri, and from Cottsville, Missouri, dropped off some metal detectors, went to Colorado City mm-hmm. detectors. I'm looking at my truck right now. I've got 1,800 miles on this trip. <laughs> yep. People say, well, why do you do that? Why don't you ship it? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You can't. You have to do it. Yep. I mean, it's hard to – how do you ship 1,000 pounds of stuff to a school and not be a pain in the butt? And it's one of those things that if you want it done right, you just got to go do it. Yep. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. I mean – yeah, they they want to watch a Friday night basketball game. They want to go to Saturday. There's a Buckeyes game on TV, and they have a party for that. <laughs> yep. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. I I can honestly say that I don't know if I've ever sit down and watch a sporting event on a Saturday. Or I'm not I'm not against people that don't do it. I just don't do it. Yep. And uh, I'm out hustling, trying to sell stuff. So I you you won't catch me sitting around on a couch. Yeah, for sure. You got like people don't realize how much time they even have after work. They could be working towards right. something that they really want to do later on, and right. it comes down to how bad do you want it. Yeah, you just have to hustle, and that that all comes down to hustle. So, do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Yeah, yeah, every now and then I listen to him. Yeah. So one of that's that's basically that's pretty much my by far my favorite influencer. Um, who's your favorite like influencer podcast or someone that you listen to on the regular for inspiration and stuff? I listen to Grant Cardone quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think he calls it like it is. He doesn't say the F word near as much as Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> they're, they're kind of two peas in the same pod. Yep. They don't sugarcoat stuff. And they, I mean, I, I agree with what they say. Yep. Some people don't like them, but I mean, it's, you can call a spade a spade. Yep, definitely. Those two are by far, they, I love how they tell it how it is because a lot of people like to beat around the bush and kind of sell, sell like right. false hope and stuff. But they, I feel like they're pretty, pretty genuine about their stuff. Um, so one thing I want to talk about and hit on being from a small town and like all that stuff for someone that is in a small town right now and wanting to, like we were talking about, get out of their comfort zone what is like a first step that you would tell them? I'd say get out of a small town and take a road trip <laughs> and uh, just see how big the, the, the USA really is. I mean, it, it's huge. Yep. And getting stuck in Hicksville, Ohio, it's a, it's a small town. And, and nothing, I mean, I love it. I love the town. I could probably live anywhere I want to live. Yep. But I like Hicksville. I, I know everyone. My family's there. But it's small town thinking. Yep. I mean, Fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars in Hicksville, Ohio is a lot of money. Yeah, I just left off in Texas. Fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars is nothing. Mm-hmm. And and you just gotta if you want to financially make money and make wealth, you can't make it in a small town because there's just not enough of it. You gotta yeah. go get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. Uh, the, when you get out into the real world, you know, big cities, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Atlanta. There's there's mega wealth to be had, and if you want to go get it, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's hard for people to comprehend. Uh, my wife and I just got back from Siesta Key. We were down there last week, and I'm just amazed 
at the wealth. And then, I mean, that's just one little island in Florida, and it's like it all the way down the coast. Yeah. You pull up to a stoplight, and there's a Rolls Royce Phantom sitting on the corner, and right <laughs> beside it's a Bentley SUV, and yeah. there's a guy in an Audi R8 on the other side. And I mean, it's like the it's wealth wild. is out there, the success is out there, but yep. you got to be willing to do things other people won't do, and you got to go get it. Yep. Trying to get out of that poverty mon- mindset. Yeah. I mean, you just settle. Most people just end up settling. Yeah, for and it, sure. It's no secret that uh, there's people in Hicksville that don't like me. I mean, I'm fine with that. There's no secret about it. Yeah. And I'm out. You know, they don't know how long I've been away from my wife and kids on the road selling. And as soon as I do something, I hear, oh, it comes easy. He, you know, he, he works out for him. It just comes easy. Everything he touches. Yeah, no. that's a mind. That's also that it. small town mindset that they think people are entitled. They have like, no you don't clue, work for it. Yeah, that's so, that's so I do true. a lot of things that people don't know I do. So. Yep. Well, man, um, I'm gonna let you go. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you're from Hicksville. Keep doing what you're doing. I hope Entry Shield treats you well. It's such a cool thing, dude. I I can't wait till a lot of people get to know about it. Um, but yeah, have a safe drive, man. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. See ya. That was a good one. Some kind words. Uh, Justin is a really cool dude. If you guys want to know more about him, uh, check him out on LinkedIn and, uh, check out entry shield and what they're doing for communities and how cool of a concept it is. And the world needs to just know about it. There's schools in America that need this, this process. And it's such a simple, easy process that is a lot more effective than normal uh, metal detectors and stuff like that. So go check it out. This has been life of Luke. We'll see you soon. Bye guys.